Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast or welcome if you are new. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast and this week we're going to be going through some habits to start now to close out your 2023 strong and just prepare yourself for 2024. I find it so overwhelming ending the year with all of these highs. You know, I feel like work for a lot of people is a lot slower during the holidays and people are just enjoying the holidays and you're typically getting to see family and friends more often. There's just overall more joyful things happening. I just think it can be hard to go from that kind of high into a new year when it's winter and dark and cold and you're not only jumping into a brand new year. I know for me personally, I hate the months of January through March and I always have. Like I never really liked them in college as much just because I felt like I always took harder classes during that time of year. I know that the weather was always gloomy for longer than I liked. I love gloomy weather, but you know, too much of it, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And I now as an adult, my busy time during work or busiest time is like January to April and then August, September, October. So with it being, you know, January to April, it being so dark so early and you know, you're trying to start all these new habits and go after all these new resolutions. It's just like a lot of change at once. Also coming out of such a high and just coming off of the holiday season. I just think we're really asking a lot of ourselves to set goals and resolutions and just start working towards them when January hits. You know what I mean? I just feel like there needs to be more of a buffer instead of, oh, we're going to go hard over the holidays, have all this great time and maybe the holidays are hard for you. So I know I'm truly making sort of a generalization here, but in general, I just think that in some way, shape or form, we're all just asking a little bit too much of ourselves. So the whole point of this episode is to kind of go over things that I am doing and that I think you all can do as well to sort of just slowly get yourself in the whole, okay, new year, new habits and implementing all the change you're wanting to do and just slowly taking those baby steps to get yourself in a better position for when 2024 does hit and you're not like trying to make all these changes and implement all these new habits starting from you know ground ground zero point zero starting from there and trying to do it across the board with everything because let's just be honest it's not realistic and I think we all know that but we all you know, get sucked into the hype of New Year's and everything and always end up kind of waiting until after the holidays because I know who wants to be bothered with self-improvement and 
doing these kinds of things and reflecting during the holidays, but I find personally I have more downtime during this time, even though it's a busier time just because of the holidays of traveling and everything. And, you know, there actually being many holidays in the span of three months, I guess you could say, I just find that it's the time of year that I like to do my reflecting, which is really helpful for setting up your goals and your resolutions and the habits you're wanting to implement for the next year. So really, this is just sort of to make our lives easier going into 2024 and really just set ourselves up for success, whatever that looks like for us. And really start brainstorming for what you want your 2024 to look like. But before we get into the episode, I'm going to start off with the quote of the week as always. And this week's quote says, until you change your thinking, you will always recycle your experiences. And I just think this quote is really great and powerful for a reminder that our mindset does have so much impact on the way experiences do fold out for us and what we choose to focus on absolutely does impact our reality doesn't mean that we can you know determine how things are going to happen not necessarily but i really try to remind myself of this because in hindsight i can see patterns of thinking and mindsets that i've had that have really limited me and it's like i can see where i had that kind of mindset when i was you know in high school and sort of what happened as a result of it and then the mindset I had that same mindset I also had in college at some point and then what happened because of it then and then now as an adult I can you know mindsets are something that we're going to it's not going to be this linear progression for us with um, in terms of how we're able to improve it you know it's going to be more like a roller coaster with having peaks and valleys and as an adult you know I've had my times in the valley where I'm like wow I can see such a similarity in the confidence I have in myself and then like what I believe I can do with my life and just the overall I don't know the overall just belief I have in my ability to achieve things is absolutely impacted by the way my mindset is and I've just seen the pattern repeat itself and I am trying so hard to really be consciously aware of some of those thinking patterns and not undo them but really just kind of change them in a way and recognize what parts of those patterns aren't doing anything for me I guess you could say and it's just crazy to see how certain experiences and not necessarily like carbon copies of each other experiences but how certain outcomes from different experiences have been basically the same just from having that same mindset over the years so I know that's like all really vague but it is a very powerful quote and I like it a lot because it's a good reminder for me right now just in the season I'm going through like I feel like anytime I'm going through periods of uncertainty the amount of uncertainty makes me feel really insecure and I as a result start to lose a lot of confidence in myself and I start doubting myself a lot and that leads to me trying to always play things safe And instead, you know, if during times of uncertainty, if I could just embrace the uncertainty a little bit more, welcome it with open arms and, you know, look at it from a more positive light rather than thinking that the worst is always going to happen during seasons of uncertainty, you know, different outcomes could happen. Um, And if I'm sitting here doing the same thing over and over again with my mindset with playing or, you know, thinking of the worst case scenario and then as a result my action is playing it safe 
I'm going to see the same results and I'm always going to be playing it safe and always going to be looking for more because as a habit, I've been playing it safe anytime I felt uncertain. So I'm always back to square one with wanting more and looking for more because I'm not taking the risk and taking the chance on myself to embrace the uncertainty and embrace change and instead of shying away from it and always playing things safe. So I just liked that quote. It was a nice reminder. And now getting into my goal and gratitude for this week. My goal this week is to decorate for Christmas. I think I want to try and get this done on Sunday, but going to kind of depend on the day on Sunday. I'm recording this Friday evening right now and we're about to go to a birthday dinner and then tomorrow we have like a, a different birthday celebration kind of during the day so I feel like with it being a lot more social of a weekend I'm probably not gonna have a lot of energy on Sunday especially with needing to kind of reset for the week and clean up do laundry and meal prep and that kind of thing but I would like to get decorated on Sunday the earlier the better in my opinion I'm definitely somebody that likes to decorate earlier I just it's one of those things that just truly makes me feel so much happier so like why wouldn't I do it and I want to get our Christmas tree out and everything so I definitely want to get decorated for Christmas this week. So I feel like if I don't do it this week, the week after we have, or really the end of next week or the end of the week that this podcast comes out, we have a wedding. And then the week after this next weekend, we have a wedding cake tasting to go to one evening during the work week. And then I think our couple shower is that week too. So I'm like, if I don't get decorated now, it's not going to happen until like after Thanksgiving, I feel like, because I'm going home for Thanksgiving to Florida. So, and I don't want to wait that long um, because I'm going to be way too stressed with the last month of wedding planning stuff to even pay any mind to decorating for Christmas if I wait that long. So let's get decorated for Christmas this week. And my gratitude this week is for the cooler weather. We had a cold front come in on like Monday and it's been so cold, but it's been so nice. Just such a good change. And I say that, and then this upcoming week, the high is going to be back in like the high 80s, which is such a bummer. But overall, I'm just grateful for the change in weather because it's been so nice. I have been going on so many walks and just taking like longer walks with Ella because I'm just like soaking up it feeling cooler and feeling nice and not sweating every time I go outside and I don't know I'm just really appreciating it um I'm not appreciating it in the way that our home like we haven't turned on our heat so we've just been like freezing in our home and like our house will be like 55 degrees inside but I just bundle up basically and like wear my Uggs all day long and that's just because our AC is like kind of broken like it's functioning and it can run but we're scared to turn on the heater and it be like the last straw for the AC, which we're getting a new unit and we're getting it replaced, but we haven't like gotten that scheduled yet. So, and honestly, I guess it really wouldn't be the end of the world if it did end up breaking because we know we're getting a new one and it's not like, well, I guess it will be kind of hot next week. So we will want the AC next week, but I was about to say it hasn't really been running this week and I'm definitely grateful for the cooler weather and not running the heater with cooler weather are electric bill gonna be fabulous I feel like so um just definitely grateful for the colder weather so now getting into the episode the first habit I want to talk about to kind of just start now to close out 2023 and start preparing for 2024 is to have monthly finance check-ins and I really just want to be thinking ahead and being aligned with the future spending that I know is coming up and then my savings goals 
I just feel like as a homeowner, September and October has wrecked my fiance and I, especially with a lot of, you know, I'm paying a lot of like some final things for the wedding too. And like a lot of the decor and the last minute things that add up and September and October have been so expensive because I think September, yeah, September is like when we had to renew our annual home warranty charge, our flood insurance, which all of that together is like two grand, which is, you know, a lot of money. And we also had like this whole situation with our Wi-Fi bill where they billed us from the last year annually and something was like messed up with our account. It wasn't our fault. It's Xfinity's fault, which I know I've talked about it with you guys. And that was like $1,200. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so over this. And then now the new AC is like $800 out of pocket, I think, um, after what our warranty covers. So I'm just like, I, my fiance and I were like, we're, we're so over (laughs) all of these hits. And we, last month and this month, especially, we've just been talking about, okay, like, what, you know, what are the first financial steps we want to take once, you know, we're, you know, officially married because we do want to open up a bank account together and everything and all of that stuff. And um, it's, we really want to get in the habit of doing monthly finance check-ins. And I've kind of been trying to do this just on my own with my own finances. And I've been really trying to think ahead for like my taxes because since this is a better quarter for me for brand deals and everything, just because of it being around the holidays and everything and I'm just booking more campaigns right now which I'm very thankful for because of that I always set aside 30% of all my income for taxes and now I'm like setting aside I'm setting aside even more because typically what ends up happening is you know I have enough to cover January but then I don't January to April you know brand deals they're not as often not as frequent I guess you could say um throughout the first quarter of the year which knock on wood I don't want that to be my reality so I don't want to like speak that into existence but um I know last year I didn't have anything from like January to May which was really really tough and um I really you know hope I can book a ton of great stuff in Q1 but to prepare I'm you know trying to have like more than I need set aside for my taxes in January so that you know, once April comes around and I know I'll probably have, or we will have to owe because we'll actually be married filing jointly for the 2023 tax year since we're getting married on New Year's Eve, um, which is so great. <laughs> I it, I don't think it's going to be like that big of a difference in tax savings. It might be a little bit though. Um, I am hoping that, I don't know, I'm just hoping that I can save more for taxes for when it comes time in April um, and I will or we as a couple will probably have to owe just because of, you know, things not being withheld from my YouTube stuff. Cause even though I do withhold the 30%, it's just usually like combined with my full-time job, it's usually just not enough. But yeah, all of that being said, um, really just thinking ahead and thinking of, you know, like future spending. I know we have a lot of weddings next year. So kind of thinking about that, you know, okay, do we need to get plane tickets anywhere? Let's not wait until the last minute to do that because we definitely waited really late to get plane tickets for the wedding we were went to in Birmingham. We waited till like the month before and they were really expensive. Um, so think ahead for that kind of thing. And if there's any like trips we're going on or vacations, which I really don't think we have anything planned of that realm for 2024 besides our honeymoon and then going home in May for Memorial Day for Gulf Coast Jam again. I, which that's, you know, a vacation, but we don't have to pay for lodging and stuff, which is nice. So 
Um, it's so funny when I say lodging because I feel like I'm talking about like a cabin or a ski lodge because that's just like such a formal word to say for a place to stay when you're on vacation. Um, but just thinking ahead for those kinds of things and then also savings goals for me personally, I have not been able to contribute much of anything at all to my emergency fund all year, which has been really, really crappy because candidly, I actually had to dip in, which this is what my emergency fund is for. Um, I had to dip into my emergency fund and take a chunk out of it when it came time to pay my taxes for Q1 this year because I didn't have any brand deals from January to May. So I had my AdSense money, but what I made from my AdSense money you know, 30% of that wasn't even close to, you know, what I owed. So I just had to kind of really dip into that for my, um, overall, just like what I owed. And I want, I've been slowly trying to build it back up and everything. And it's, it's still like at a point where it's fine. I'm just somebody that likes to have like a very generous cushion. And that's like the only way I feel safe. And I really want to reprioritize, you know, getting it built back to, where it was like before we, you know, kind of bought our house and had a ton of expenses with that because buying a home, it's like you set aside money for that, but there's so many extra expenses and costs that even if you try to plan for, a lot of things just end up being more expensive than you plan and you end up having to use, you know, some of your other savings for those kinds of things. So with all that being said, um, basically just really want to focus on building back up my emergency fund and then getting some investments, you know, hopefully lined up depending on, you know, where my income's at and everything because I'm not somebody who heavily invests at all. Like I literally have a very small amount like in the stock market and I would like to just invest more I guess and not necessarily in like day trading type of fashion more so like getting things to um ETFs and stuff to hold on to for a long time but I'm kind of rambling with this point but really just going ahead and starting in November like which I've already done you know what am I expecting I looked at what I'm expecting to come in this month what I'm going to be setting aside for taxes how much is left after that what do I need to pay for the wedding still and then, you know, what can I do with anything that's left over to kind of start thinking ahead? And just being diligent about that kind of stuff is so helpful because it really helps you get your impulse spending in check. And like I went to Target earlier today and all the Christmas stuff was out and I would, literally was just running in to grab like some Cascade and Clorox wipes and deodorant basically. So like just a few things. And I like was browsing and looking at a lot of the holiday stuff and I was like, I want some of the stuff so bad, but... I was like, I really don't need to be, you know, if I say $15 isn't much, like six times, it ends up being a lot, you know what I mean? So I was proud of myself and I only got like, I got the little, I don't know if y'all have seen it on TikTok, the little candle that has the LED lights wrapped around it because I love that. And then I got an ornament for our tree. Um, So I spent 15 bucks, but I just spent it once <laughs> on Christmas related stuff. And I don't know, I just think it really helps you just stay, stay on top of your stuff and not get surprised when anything crazy comes up or if you like forget about it because I know in September with how busy we were with wedding planning and everything it totally like I completely I didn't forget about the flood insurance but I did you know what I mean like I knew that it was something annual we had to pay but September just crept up on me so fast so when that hit I was like oh my gosh I completely forgot about that um so I want to be better about you know (laughs) kind of anticipating those things and it just makes me feel a little bit more in control and everything. And I'm going to do the same thing in December too. In December, I'll really reshape my budget because I actually made a budget for this year going into, or wait, 
no, I made a budget in January. So it was already when like this year had started, but it ended up being like a total bust because my income from social media, it just ended up not being, at least in like the first half of the year, it like the budget was basically pointless just because of not really making much at all from social media in the first half of the year. But then the back half of the year, it's been a little bit more of an accurate of a bu- accurate budget. And also with like student loans rest- repayments restarting, I'm having to do those. So integrating that in as well. And it was still good for me to have made the budget at the beginning of this year because I was able to see my fixed expenses, you know, like the things that I know are coming out every single month and then how much I have left over from that. It was just more so the money that I was able to, that I thought I'd be able to put towards the wedding, put into my emergency fund and savings and stuff like that was like completely inaccurate for the first half of the year from what I had on my budget. So the next thing is to check in on your boundaries. And this is all across the board. We want to check in with our work boundaries. We want to check in with our personal life boundaries, friendships, relationship, etc. What boundaries have you set that you've found yourself compromising on throughout the year? Or what boundaries do you think that you should implement into your relationship or your friendship or your work that you think could benefit you? I think that this one takes a lot of reflection, obviously. So once you sit down and start reflecting on how the year has gone, you can probably get a better idea of you know, where you're at with your boundaries and if you need to tighten up on some things, loosen up on some things whatever it may be. I know for me, I've seen a big change in myself from like this time last year to this time this year in terms of like my work boundaries. I find that I'm a lot better at prioritizing my work-life balance and not, you know, thinking that everything needs to be done ASAP all the time right away. As quick as possible, you get the idea. Um, But I will say like this week, I had a manager send me something at like two o'clock on a Monday and then on Tuesday I hadn't gotten to it yet and I was like stressing because I hadn't gotten to it in 24 hours and I was like I'm ridiculous this literally is not even due for another two weeks like I need to calm down and I was like it's way better for me to take my time on this and probably not make any mistakes or not make less mistakes than it is for me to try and rush through this just for the sake of saying that I got it done quickly because I am operating under this pressure that I have created myself that my manager literally wasn't imposing on me um so I had to like check in with myself when I was I started getting stressed about that I was like okay Abby take a deep breath it's fine because I was working on like some other administrative stuff and I didn't want to just like bounce back and forth between the two things and I was like okay I can finish this other stuff up and then I can start on it and it's not even going to take that long and I was really overestimating the amount of time it was going to take too because really it only took me like an hour and a half to do so I really feel like I have been better this year about the work-life boundaries, about saying no, that kind of thing. Like there was a recruiting event in Austin a week or two ago that I was asked to go to and I was like, look, I am really having to use my evenings to catch up on all the wedding planning stuff, related stuff that I haven't really been able to focus on um, because of busy season. So, you know, I'm going to set this one out, especially because I go to majority of the other things. And last year, I wouldn't have said no, you know what I mean? So check in on your boundaries, look at what you need to, you know, really tighten up on going into 2024 and really just also remind yourself this one's related to work, really like check in with your relationship with your job. You know, are you taking it too seriously? Are you not taking it seriously enough? Like, do you feel that you're not really 
being challenged anymore and you're kind of wanting a challenge can you speak up for yourself and maybe you know see if there's ways you can challenge yourself in your job going into 2024 if you're like really looking to get promoted and you're wanting to make a case for that or are you in a position where you feel like you're taking your job too seriously all the feedback you're taking or you're getting you're taking it too seriously and you're just letting everything about your work define you and the way you live your life and your day-to-day life and if that's the case you know let's implement some boundaries so that you know you're not letting your everything revolve around your job um and that's definitely something that I feel like I've had a big shift in this year which was much needed and I still struggle like I was just saying with you know earlier this week but I'm able to catch myself because I'm aware of it you know what I mean and kind of calm myself down and remind myself you know it's just a job this literally is not due right now I don't know why you're freaking yourself out over nothing look Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And, you know, talk myself back into reality. And the next thing is to brainstorm the routine that will best align with what you want and need to get done in a day and what your goals are and then prioritize accordingly. So I like to think of this one as just kind of envisioning your ideal day given your current responsibilities. Do you have to take your kid to daycare? Do you have to watch your kid? Do you have to um, you know, commute really long to get into the office? Are you part of any like extracurricular, like hobby type things that take up your time during the week? Or are you trying to start dating or are you trying to start making friends? You know, look at what your goals are and going into 2024, like the things that are just on the forefront of your mind. You don't necessarily have to have all your 2024 goals written out yet necessarily, But think of the things that you've done throughout 2023 that have like really been working for you and make sure that you're still able to prioritize them into your day going into 2024 since they've been working for you. And if there's anything in 2023 that just like hasn't really been, you know, adding value, see how you can reprioritize, maybe integrate some new things into your day-to-day routine and then cut those things out that haven't really been doing much for you so that you can really just envision this routine in your head of what truly aligns with what you want and need to get done in a day and that way you know you're really just setting yourself up for success in terms of going into the year already having things prioritized I think it's really hard to figure this whole thing out like how am I going to do my morning routine how am I going to do my evening routine how am I going to fit working out into my schedule how am I going to fit cooking dinner into my schedule social life into my schedule whatever it may be and I think a lot of times We freak out about all of those things, but we just try to start, you know, basically sticking things and seeing if they stick well in that spot on our calendar. And we don't really prioritize first. You know what I mean? Like we just are like, okay, I know I want to go to the gym or work out. So I'm just going to like throw it in the spot and see if it works. But it's like, if you sit down and you really prioritize, you know, what things at the end of the day are like, you absolutely must have to do in order for you know you to keep your job in order for you to take care of yourself in terms of like your food and everything that you're eating and then what are things that are very big 
value adders to your day-to-day life you know that really just make your days so much better that might be something like going on a walk or working out or seeing family whatever it may be and seeing how you can integrate those into your routine and really the biggest thing to emphasize here too is making sure it aligns with you and your goals because I think we consume so much content related around routines and everything that we kind of subconsciously end up trying to copy paste from what we see online and what works for someone else isn't going to work for you because we all have completely different demands in our day-to-day life so you really have to think about what's going to you know work best for you and your schedule and the next thing is to identify your resting style and this is so important I think there is a resting style quiz let me look it up really quickly because if so I want to tell you all the name of the website um because this one's just really important yeah there's a rest quiz test there's one on www.restquiz.com and there's also one on www.wellandgood.com and I'm going to do this I haven't done it yet but I'm going to do this and I think I already know what kind of rest I'm like most aligned with that I need the most I think we all need the different kinds of rest but I think I don't really know what the quiz tells you I think it's just which one isn't that you need to integrate more into your life I think is what it tells you but we need all of them every single one of us so Ultimately, figuring out, you know, how you rest best is going to be helpful so that you're not running in circles, kind of engaging with too much of one kind of rest and not enough of another kind of rest and never really feeling recharged because that's what ends up happening. You know, I am somebody that doesn't give myself enough mental rest a lot of the times and that is really hard because mental rest is something that I often get like just when I'm like reading and stuff and if I'm not reading a lot I really feel like I'm just constantly my brain's just too loud all the time and I'm just you know got a lot going on or whatever and I just know that it can be so detrimental to your overall just quality of life and health if you're not prioritizing you know getting the right kind of rest and especially you know I do think we need all of the different kinds of rest the seven different types are physical mental spiritual emotional sensory social and creative I think I probably get too much social to where it's like made me a little bit antisocial, and I definitely don't think I get enough mental and then sometimes physical um so that's kind of what I want to focus on being more intentional with going into 2024 because if I'm you know constantly giving myself too much social rest I'm never really going to feel recharged because I'm not giving myself the mental rest and the physical rest that I need at the end of the day just because I'm sitting in for the night doesn't mean I'm feeling recharged the next day because maybe I needed to do something that was more mentally restful than socially restful that night if that makes sense so The next thing is to plan your appointment days and this one is kind of a given but it's something that's easy to forget but I definitely recommend kind of just having one day and maybe you take off work for it which it's so annoying that we like have to take off work for take use a vacation day or use our time off to take care of appointments but it's a lot less of a headache if you just knock them all out in one day and you know usually it doesn't take the whole day so you know maybe you can just knock out your appointments and then have like a little half day to treat yourself to do whatever and you know for me I need to go to like the gynecologist the doctor dentist etc um, get my hair done that kind of thing all of those appointments that don't happen super frequently 
Um, I always, it's always time for me to get them done in like November and December. So I really thought about it for this episode and I was like, okay, plan an appointment day at the end of this year so I can go into the new year already having all those appointments taken care of and then I don't have to worry about it until summertime because I hate having to worry about it during like my busy time of life. So it's good for me to go ahead and get those out of the way. And it's just important to keep current with them to prioritize your health before the new year. And I feel like doing that and scheduling those appointments and going to them before the new year is like a baby step towards prioritizing your health that gives you more confidence to make other decisions and take other action for prioritizing your health in 2024. Because maybe that's a goal of yours for 2024. You want to maybe live a more balanced lifestyle when it comes to getting enough movement and eating more nutritious foods. And that kind of falls under the bucket of prioritizing your health and doing something small like planning your appointment days, going to the doctor, dentist, and everything. That also has to do with prioritizing your health. And if you can follow through with that one decision, that's going to give you the confidence to start following through with more decisions going into 2024 for prioritizing your health. The next thing is to get in the habit of finding or creating a place for things that don't have a place. And this one is so niche, I feel like, but my fiance and I are so guilty of just having these like random items in our house that don't have a, a little home in the house. You know what I mean? They don't have a place to go and they end up just kind of eternally winding up in the same spots and it drives me insane. Like I'm guilty of it. My fiance is guilty of it. We both, you know, have those things like that. And I really want to make sure things have a place And I think that this is just helpful for, you know, maintaining clutter and everything going into a new year and going off of this point, really just kind of brainstorming and setting up a cleaning routine or a schedule and getting in the habit of cleaning a little every week or every single day instead of, you know, having a marathon cleaning session. I know I've talked about that a lot on the podcast that I struggle so much with having an all or nothing approach when it comes to cleaning. And I do still struggle with a lot, but I think that the biggest difference between when I was like really, really struggling with it versus now is that my mindset has just changed. I think I was just expecting too much of us as a couple who are both working and planning a wedding you know I was expecting too much of us for having to have a fully deep cleaned home every single week but that's just like not not sustainable um so once I kind of loosened up my expectations there and told myself you know if you can get a good deep clean once a month that'll be okay and then just you know spot clean like I always clean the kitchen after dinner every day like that's something I always do but then like maybe one day during the first week of the month, I'll clean all the toilets and the bathrooms. And then the second week, we'll vacuum. And then the third week, maybe we'll, you know, maybe clean the kitchen a little bit more deeply. And then the last week of the month, we can do like a full deep clean and do all those things and everything else, if that makes sense. And maybe that's gross to you if you're somebody that cleans every week, but I'm sorry. I'm just, we're, we're like not in a phase of life where we're able to prioritize that as much as we'd like to. And I would love to pay to have like house cleaners, but I think that that's probably quite expensive and just not in the budget right now. So I think that that's something that we're really trying to get implemented before going into the new year because that is a big change that I want to make going into 2024 is just having being better about you know things having a place instead of leaving things out all the time especially like certain pairs of shoes and stuff like my little slides that I like will walk Ella in 
I need to just like have a little place to put them because they are just always sitting by the front door, which is probably fine, but they're not like on a rack or anything. They're just in the way, if that makes sense. And same thing with my fiance. He keeps like four pairs downstairs and I'm like, our closet is upstairs. So this is so frustrating, but we need like a little shoe organizer or something downstairs to solve that problem so that it can have, they, those things can have a place, but there's so many other random things I could think of too. But ultimately creating a cleaning routine and schedule is a big one for us going into 2024 so I'm thinking about I've gone back and forth about doing this because I don't think this is going to solve the problem but I really want to get one of those like little acrylic um calendar board things to put on our fridge and then just you know at the start of each month just pick some days that I know like maybe won't be as busy and be like okay this evening we're gonna do this and like have it going into the month instead of just waiting until we feel like doing it because when we wait until we feel like doing it we end up pushing it off for forever and then it never gets done so I don't want to keep living that way if that makes sense so that's definitely a habit that I'm trying to kind of start now and think about now and kind of start brainstorming a schedule for that and the next thing is to get in the habit of having weekly or monthly reflections. I think this is so good because it really helps you pivot your goals as needed. For example, maybe you had like this, say you own your own business and you had this goal to have like $10,000 in sales um, for the first quarter of the year. But maybe, you know, something is going on in your personal life and you haven't been able to give as much to it. You know, reflect at the end of the month and be like, do I think that this goal is still going to be you know attainable right am I setting myself up for disappointment knowing that I have all of these other personal factors going on and I'm not able to give as much as I thought I'd be able to to my business to reach that goal and that's like a very (laughs) businessy type goal but I mean this could be related to anything and you know I think reflecting on how your past month went is so so helpful because you're really able to see you know what's working in your routine and what's not working and making adjustments is so powerful because sometimes all you need is just like a little tweak like maybe you need to be giving yourself 30 more minutes of sleep or you know maybe you just need to see a friend like once or twice a month more and you won't feel so lonely all the time or something you know like it could be something as small as that like you can reflect on how you felt your life was socially you can reflect on your relationship if you're in a relationship your friendships Um, You can just reflect on how work was the last month for you. Did you feel like you honored your boundaries? Do you feel like you had a good month at work? Was it a bad month at work? If so, you know, is there anything you can change? And this is one that I really want to get in a better habit of doing. And I almost think I need, this is also something I need to like put on a calendar because it's with everything I have on my schedule, I'm just not the best at remembering like when the first of the month rolls around or the end of the month rolls around to be like, oh, it's time for me to reflect on the month or, oh, it's time for me to reflect on the week. It's something that I definitely need to like put in my calendar if that makes sense. So um, I definitely want to get into the habit of doing this now um, so that I can, you know, be in the habit of it when 2024 gets here. And I especially want to reflect on like November and December with the holidays and then with it being my last two months of being a fiance like I really want to hop in the journaling because I just want to be able to like look back on this time of my life and I know I've documented it like through the podcast and my YouTube channel and everything but I feel like a lot of it's just been like updates on where we're at with the wedding planning process I feel like I haven't really like gone through the emotions of it and how I feel right now and uh, not that it's a bad way like I feel so great like it's Griffin and I were talking, Griffin's my fiance by the way, we were talking the other night and 
we were just like October's been like such a good month like just in general like we were like so many great things have you know happened and we were saying you know it's been really hard because we've had random things like our AC breaking come up that we just weren't really expecting and um things like that but you're like we were like you know we can focus on that but we were just thinking about the month and we were like we've both just been like so attentive to each other I feel like and I'm like I don't know why I'm like low-key getting emotional right now I'm not crying but I'm like getting a little choked up I guess you could say but I just feel like it's been it was a really solid month for us in terms of just like our relationship I felt like we spent a lot of good quality time together and to be able to say that you know through all the busyness that we're going through right now it's it's a lot you know like we I don't know and it's just like all these butterflies of you know feeling like the feeling that we're about to get married it kind of just gives you these butterflies of like being in a relationship for the first time again almost like I don't know it's kind of just made the relationship feel young again in a way um not that it felt like old and washed up or anything but I don't really know how to describe it that's probably not the best way to describe it but it's a really positive thing I guess is what I'm trying to say so um I want to reflect on that and just you know how it's felt because it's I've just had all this excitement for our future together that I feel like I haven't really taken the time to like get excited about at any other time during the year and I don't know there's just been like a lot of I feel like since turning 25 a lot has changed in my brain and I want to reflect on a lot of that too and the next one is to plan time for hobbies and set goals for hobbies and I think it was yeah it was last year I saw this video which I would not be able to find it but it just like kind of always stuck with me throughout the year this girl had talked about how you know going into a new year she sets goals for her hobbies and that's not something I ever think of doing because it feels a little too girl bossy to me like you know your hobbies should just be hobbies and you really shouldn't have expectations with them but at the same time how often do we you know actually engage with our hobbies just because you know we feel like it and I I just feel like I'm somebody that I my hobbies are like the very last thing on my priority on my list of priorities and on my to-do list you know like they really get the short end of the stick and they shouldn't you know hobbies are what makes us you know, just feel more relaxed and have fun and like enjoy life. Like my goodness, we need to prioritize them. So maybe you're somebody that prioritizes your hobbies really well. And if that's the case, then this point might be a little bit, you know, pointless for you. But if you're somebody like me who just doesn't really, you know, put as much time in the hobbies as you probably should, I think that this is great because it's a great way to hold yourself accountable with your hobbies. So you know, if you're a really avid reader, it could be, you know, reading two bucks a month. If you like to paint, maybe you want to paint four paintings this year. Um, obviously, depending on the kind of paintings you're doing, I feel like if you're doing very intense paintings, it'd probably be like four paintings. But if you're just doing fun little paintings, it could be like way more than that. Um, or maybe you like to run half marathons, like schedule out your half marathons for the year and your training. And I mean, that's an intense hobby. That's <laughs> I think of that being a little bit more (laughs) than a hobby, but I know that for some people it truly is a hobby. Um, Speaking of which, my fiance ran his first half marathon last weekend, so super proud of him, but um, that's kind of what made me think of running because I know that it takes up a lot of time to train for one and everything, so I consider it a hobby even though it's a lot more time consuming than other hobbies, but I really want to get into... I don't know I just want to get back in touch with the hobbies I enjoy especially after this crazy year of like wedding planning. I just feel like my personal enjoyment of 
life has just really taken the back burner in a lot of ways. So I really want to lean more into, you know, some creative things and just things that are truly hobbies that like aren't tied to me being a content creator because I can get really creative with that kind of stuff all day long, but ultimately it is kind of work for me. So when I say getting creative, I'm like, I want to get one of those coloring books that I talked about in my fall bucket list episode. I can't remember what they're called. Let me Google them really quick because I want y'all to look them up, which she just had a um, new drop of coloring books, but they sold out like really fast apparently. It's the Bobby Goods coloring books. I really want to get one of those and like some markers and just like color and listen to music or color and watch a TV show. Um, I really want to read a lot more. I feel like I I think I've actually read more this year than I did last year, which is kind of wild. I'm not 100% sure though. I'm going to have to look and see, but really just plan time for your hobbies and set goals for your hobbies. And whether you're setting, you know, a goal for each month of the year, or maybe it's just, I think it's better to have like kind of a goal for the whole year, just because you never really know, which this is something that the, um, TikTok had said that I saw last year, um, I can't remember exactly what she said just because it's been so long since I've seen it. But I remember her saying something along the lines of, oh, you know, having, holding yourself accountable with the hobbies and setting goals. It's nice to kind of look at it from more of a cumulative scale, I guess you could say for the year, because, you know, if there's times where, you know, you can't give as much to your hobby, you can kind of catch up another month. And because when it's a month by month thing, I feel like you're less likely to, follow through with it every month because you know so so many things can come up in a month to where you aren't able to achieve that goal and I'm always you know a little bit eh about setting certain goals because you don't want to set yourself up for, for disappointment per se but if you set it for the year if it's like okay I want to read 12 books this year say you don't get to read one in January and February then you just double up two of the other months and then you can still reach that goal at the end of the year you know what I mean instead of it being like oh you only have a month to do this that just like feels a little bit more stressful to me so I like thinking of it on more of an annual basis and the last thing is to downsize and trim the fat and what I mean from this I mean this literally like in your home get rid of the clutter the extra stuff that you don't need Um, I've started going through my closet and posting things on Poshmark. Um, I need to do it some more though. I want to refresh some spaces and declutter. I want to do that with my car and just go into the new year with an empty trunk for once. The trunk of my car is always a just absolute disaster. Um, And I think getting rid of what isn't adding value, ultimately that's something that you can do in all levels of your life. You know, think about the things that are in your routine that are just draining you and really aren't adding any value or are there people in your life friendships that you've been keeping around that haven't really been adding much value and you know don't necessarily like just cut that person off cold turkey unless you know there's reason for it but you know maybe check in with them and see if there's a way that you can make things be more intentional and you know save that friendship or if not if it's just something that you know you're in two different phases of life now and it's just not working out then you know don't put so so much effort into it if you know it's really draining you at the end of the day and there's so many ways you can get rid of what isn't adding value in your life but those are just some examples but that is everything I have for this week's episode for some habits to go ahead and start now to end off 2023 strong and prepare yourself for 2024 and I hope you all enjoyed this episode I definitely plan on doing some more kind of new year related content but I'll, I wanted to do this one now because I think it's more beneficial to talk about it now to have more time 
before the new year, but all the other ones will probably be like actually closer to new year's and everything. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to leave a review so it can help out the show and be sure to follow Emblem podcast on Instagram. It's just at Emblem podcast. And thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to y'all in next week's episode.